Sunday. Let's see. Welcome to episode 32. Hello everyone and thank you so much for listening today. Welcome back. It feels so good to be resuming our time together. Thank you for taking time out of your day, your week, whether it's your morning, your afternoon, or your evening. I'm so happy that you've carved out some time for yourself to focus on the journey, the big journey, right? The meta journey of why we're here and what we're focused on doing. Today's toast goes to impromptu photo shoots, vision making, and being in the right place at the right time. This week's episode is on emotional intelligence. So welcome. I just wanted to share briefly that if you did not see the thank you message that I posted last week on social media, you can find it available on our Sundays with C Facebook page. Um, you can also find it located on the blog from the desk of C, finding the space between blogspot.com. It will be there under the regular episode postings. You can also find it loosely embedded in the page itself. It was just a little special note that I wanted to share with you. A thank you from me to you. A thank you for your support and your time and your commitment to the work that we're doing. And it's the first time that I am openly (laughs) inviting you all to see my face along with hearing my voice. So thank you for your support in advance. I also would just like to announce that One of the big things that's happening for me in the next couple months is launching Camille Simone Consulting. Uh, This is a a website launch and an initiative to really begin to grow my brand and to expand myself and to take my work to the next level. So stay tuned for more information on that. Welcome back to episode 32 of Sundays with C on Emotional Intelligence. The word of the day is emotion. And the mantra of the week is, I will challenge myself to see emotions as a means for learning more about myself as well as the world around me. I will challenge myself to see emotions as a means for learning more about myself as well as the world around me. Emotional intelligence is described or can be described as the skill in perceiving, understanding, and managing emotions and feelings. This subject has particular significance in all of our lives because this is a skill that when refined can gift you with the prowess that you need when you're working with people unlike any other tool you've ever known. This is a tangible skill that has terrific outcomes when employed with intention. I just want to emphasize first and foremost that this isn't something soft. This is a hard skill that when employed really works. Let's get this idea of soft skills just behind us and out the door. Because so many people that are successful career people and have made so much money and so much progress in the business that they work in and in the fields that they work in 
have made their careers off of these things that we call soft skills. But we go to school for soft skills. We get degrees in soft skills. And we change lives with soft skills. So just because we're calling them soft does not mean that they are not of worth or importance. This is a skill. And it takes difficulty to learn. And it takes time and expertise to master. So let's not downplay this. Also, I just want to emphasize that having a strong or high emotional intelligence is valuable for anyone in any field. So no matter what perspective you're coming from, I encourage you to lean in and seek the knowledge here that can be valuable for you. One thing that I know about emotional intelligence is that it goes hand in hand with intellectual intelligence. We talk so much about IQ. We always do. And I just want to express to everyone listening today, no matter how old you are, whether you are in high school and preparing for college, whether you're in college and preparing for the real world, whether you've been in the real world hustling, whether you are a seasoned veteran in this game, your emotional intelligence and intellectual intelligence are equally important because they go together. One should build off the other because together they elevate you. Yes, your IQ can help get you into college, but it's your emotional intelligence that's going to help you manage the stress and emotions that are associated with being successful for the next four years of your life. I promise you that. So let's talk about the four attributes of emotional intelligence. These are kind of a way to define how emotional intelligence moves and grooves, if you will so that you can know it when you see it, and so that you can understand how to really work with it. You can kind of use these definitions that I'm going to give you as a checklist. See how many of the things that I describe each of these attributes with are things that you actually do or are familiar with being a part of your life currently. Let it be a little bit of an assessment. See how many of these things you actively manage and have as a part of your life right now versus how many of them you're missing. This will kind of give you a sense of where you're at on the spectrum in terms of how much you employ your emotional intelligence on a regular basis. So the four attributes are self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. That's self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. Now let's kind of make each of these break down into a little bit of a checklist, all right? So self-awareness means that you can recognize your own emotions and how they affect your thoughts and behavior. Someone who is absolutely self-aware knows their strengths and weaknesses and is comfortable to recognize their own self-confidence. Is that you? Let's move on to self-management. So someone who is actively employing strong self-management in their life is able to control impulsive feelings and behaviors, can manage their emotions in healthy ways, takes initiative, actively practices follow-through on commitments, and adapts to changing circumstances. How many of those points describe you. Social awareness. 
Someone who is socially aware understands the emotions, needs, and concerns of other people, picks up on emotional cues, feels comfortable socially, and can recognize the power dynamics in a group or organization. And lastly, relationship management. Someone who is powerful in the arena of relationship management knows how to develop and maintain good relationships, communicates clearly, inspires and influences others, works well in a team, and can manage conflict. So those are the four attributes that we can use to kind of define or gauge emotional intelligence. I'll jump right out of the gate here and say that these four attributes, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management are four of the driving forces in my personality, in my spirit. These are just things that I know about myself. I know that I am a high self-awareness monitor. I'm highly aware of my self-management skills, my social awareness, and my relationship management. And these are things that I know make my personality unique and have guided me to a certain level of success in a lot of the fields and arena that I care about professionally. That is no secret. I would not pretend for a moment that this is information that I would want to hide from other people. These are things that you can study and you can learn by daily practices. And when you employ them in your life and think about how to employ them in your life healthfully, you can use them intentionally to enhance your persona, your footprint, and your sphere of influence. This is all gold, my loves. So let's move on to the thinking out loud, the why and the how, shall we? So, why? Why is emotional intelligence something that we should be focused on? First and foremost, we need emotional intelligence to change intentions that we have into actions and outcomes that we want to see. Secondly, emotional intelligence guides us in making better decisions about the things that matter to us most. Third, it helps us connect to others in a more caring and thoughtful way. Our emotional intelligence offers us so much, just as much as our intellectual intelligence does. People that are highly versed in the power of enhancing their emotional intelligence are positively correlated with the following things. Better social relationships with others. They're perceived more positively by others. They usually have better family and intimate relationships. They usually have better academic achievement, better social relations during work performance and in negotiations, and better psychological well-being. These are all reasons to be focused on developing your emotional intelligence to the next level. Let's talk about the how, right? Yes, see, you've told us why this is important and why it's good. Tell me how to get it done. Okay, I'm gonna give you five methods that you can employ in your life daily, weekly, monthly, 
to begin exercising this muscle. First and foremost, people that have high emotional intelligence are constantly focused on work-life balance. So, how can you improve your work-life balance today? One, of, one simple method that I think of often is deciding when you're going to unplug and staying tried and true to that. If you're telling yourself that you don't check work emails after a certain hour, stick to that. Give yourself that work-life balance. That's just an example. So method number one, focus on your work-life balance. Method number two, people who have high levels of emotional intelligence continue to focus on being open to change. Method number three, channeling empathy. People that care about emotional intelligence are constantly concerning themselves with the emotions, the behavior, and the well-being of the people surrounding them. And they do this through channeling empathy, understanding. How often do you walk around with that in your spirit? Where are the places where you can increase it in order to get a more desirable outcome? Method number four, growing more familiar and more comfortable with your strengths and weaknesses. People that are high on the emotional intelligence scale know beyond a shadow of a doubt on a regular basis where their best strengths are and where their most emphasized areas of improvements should continue to be because it's something they think about all the time because they're very aware of how they're feeling about themselves and how they want to be feeling about themselves. Method number five, the fifth, how do I go about getting this done? Set boundaries, particularly with loved ones. Part of being in touch with your own emotions and the emotions of others is knowing when you've got to draw the line for yourself. Whether it's business, whether it's personal, knowing how to draw strong boundaries, especially with the people we love, help us protect and preserve our own emotions as well as the emotions of others. This is something that helps strengthen your emotional intelligence. All in all, mindfulness leads us to stronger emotional awareness. And stronger emotional awareness leads us to the development of emotional intelligence. Mindfulness takes us to emotional awareness. And high levels of emotional awareness take us to the development of emotional intelligence. If you are at a place where you're trying to figure out right now in your life how to work more diligently toward mindfulness, I welcome you to invite meditation into your life. It's a powerful practice. The fact of the matter is, is that when it comes to happiness and success in our relationships, career and personal goals, emotional intelligence matters just as much as IQ. But we need to be having more conversations about it. Emotional intelligence helps us make better informed decisions about our own selves and the people that we're interacting with every day. So what are some of the things that you can do to channel your emotional intelligence every day? Learn to recognize and pay attention to all of the emotions that you have. Don't discount one because it's ugly. 
or because it's your least favorite, or because it's one that makes you uncomfortable. Incorporate emotions into your decision-making processes. If something is making you nervous, maybe you should take that into consideration before you make that next decision. Ask yourself why. Stay present without planning the future or analyzing the past. This is also something that meditation will certainly help you with. Staying present in the moment with every breath. Being aware of the nonverbal messages you send others. Sometimes the things that we don't say are just as important as the things that we wrap our lips around to share with someone else. Use humor as often as you can. It can be a tool for relieving stress. And that's not to say that we should downplay or undermine the emotions or the situations that we find ourselves in or experiencing. But it is to say that humor and a smile can be a powerful tool in times of struggle. Let's move on to the Thinking Out Loud Challenge of the Week, loves. All right, I've got two exercises for you. As per one of the how items that we discussed today, I think we should offer ourselves right now a strengths versus weaknesses analysis. So, pen and paper, have you got it? Two lists, three things on each side. What are three of your most undeniable strengths right now, today? And what are three things that you're working on that you would consider areas of weakness? Get familiar, be honest, get up in it so that you can start to figure this out. The more familiar and more comfortable you are with your strengths and weaknesses, the easier it can be to resolve your feelings surrounding all of those things. So that's exercise number one. Exercise number two this week is going to be creating a list of three things that you are going to leave in the past. And this exercise comes from the point of staying present without planning the future or analyzing the past, right? So what are you going to leave behind and then I want you to write a little bit about the reason why you're going to leave each of those items in the past. Tell me the what and the why. These two exercises are simple, I know. But sometimes putting these things on paper that we think in our mind gives them a certain power they didn't have before. Take your time. Make your lists. Pick something to think about a little bit more in depth as each day goes by this week. I think you're powerful. I think you're wonderful. I think you're downright miraculous. So get to work. Let's do this. Stay tuned for this week's Seconds of Serenity. These are our self-affirmations that we're going to carry with ourselves throughout the week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. We're going to be having a conversation about the Law of Attraction. Do a little early reading on it if you're interested. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sundays with C. Make listening to this podcast easy. Subscribe on YouTube and share it with a friend who could use some of the magic we're talking about. We're a podcast dedicated to focusing on your self-empowerment, your self-success, and your self-transformation. One Sunday at a time.
visit C's Lifestyle blog at findingthespacebetween.blogspot.com and send your questions, episode topic requests, and comments to fromthedeskofc at gmail.com. Sundays with C is written and produced by personal life consultant Camille Edwards. If you're staying here with us for this week's Seconds of Serenity, please settle into silence and welcome stillness. If this is where our paths part ways, I look forward to speaking to you next week. Same time, same place, same sea. Mindfulness will guide me to emotional awareness. My emotions can be used to offer me strength. My emotions can lead me to new understanding. My heart can lead me to places my mind knows nothing of. My emotions deserve my attention and my intention. Namaste.